I'm sort of a master of distraction. All right, and welcome back to episode 52. Welcome to On Set with Jordan and Tim. I am your co-host, uh, Tim. On set. Host is Jordan. Um, we welcome on to the show our special guest, Al. Welcome to the show, Al. Nerd Al. Yeah, thanks for having me back. We appreciate that. Jordan, I was just trying to slip a ball by you, but uh, you kind of caught it. I w- and if you guys didn't know, well, really quick thing, another episode, another show on a complex magazine is dropping a, a podcast called Distraction. So we're just having more Distraction podcasts come out of nowhere. So there's probably 20 of us. So we're thinking of new names. I was trying to pitch some ideas. And one was this on set with Jordan and Tim. So I'm trying to say it out loud to see how it sounds at least and see how that goes. Did you do any initial research or are you just throwing it out there? No, this is a, this is, well, there's a couple that I saw now, but I went for about <laughs> an hour, hour and a half and went to film terms and looked up like probably, I would say 150 different terms of film and try to put it into our podcast. But everyone's taken. Yeah. The, you know, putting real R E E L, putting mm-hmm. coverage, post credits, anything like that's always taken in a podcast. On set was probably the least much I saw in one, but I still like distraction more than anything else. But um, definitely something we can take uh, some, you know, some ideas from the crowd, see if there's any good names out there that, uh, might fascinate us. Al did come up with Distraction Plus, which was a great idea. <laughs> that might help us because, like, yeah. shoot, I try to get like Aunt, uh, like Alexa to be like, "Hey Alexa, play the Distraction Film and TV podcast," and then it was playing like another Distraction podcast. I'm like, God damn it! Definitely something something Plus would be great. This it fits pretty well with what we're looking. Yeah, for, no, so. I like that idea. Yeah, perfect. something Plus. So, yeah, so we, we welcome back Nerd Al, um, and this week's episode main discussion is going to be video games, and something Al and Jordan bonded over before even like knowing each other, just love video games, so we're going to do a kind of a deep dive of what's been happening in video games this past week, because lots happened. We're also going to mention some video games that should be recreated or created in general, and then we're going to go some, over some other stuff that's going on in the world, like Emmy nominations and Blah, blah, blah. So, welcome on, Al. I was told this was going to be a sports-focused podcast. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm gonna focus on sports video games, probably. <laughs> so, it's up to you guys to bring the nerd in there and really uh, get this thing back on track. So, uh, Al, you know, we we are roommates as well, but Al has a nice little 10-day span without me at all. So, is there anything that I don't actually know about yet that you've been watching that's on your list right now? Uh, honestly, um a very appropriate. I played more video games than I did watching anything new and exciting. <laughs> Good research. Um, yeah. So, well, so what have you been uh, playing lately? Uh, I've been playing Star Wars Battlefront Two, uh, and then um, just a lot of uh, Halo Five. So, like, kind of will feed into some stuff, or that we'll talk about in the news segment later. But um, those are just kind of my staples that I go to. Um, I play with a few like buddies or whatever online every once in a while. So staying connected through video games during COVID and all that, doing what we can. But um, yeah, other than that, just kind of putting on like old shows or whatever, rewatching old movies, just kind of in the background because Tim has a nice little 
two screen setup or whatever, so I can play a game on yep. one TV and listen to a show on the other one. Two TV setup is crucial for a household. <laughs> you guys are just set up so perfectly. I was definitely jealous when I got that picture of you guys watching the dual screens. I was like, fuck, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. Al didn't know that picture was taken. So, uh, But no, I mean, yeah. That's creepy. In, in general. <laughs> it was like, the back of your head, Al. I don't know what to tell you. I haven't been watching any shows at all. I watched Shameless, um, the season finale of season 10. Um, this was still when Fiona Gallagher was on the show. Um, what is her name in real life? Do we know? Yeah, Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. So – Good for her for leaving. She wasn't getting paid enough as she she deserved, which is awesome for her to leave the show. I didn't watch the new season that was on Netflix yet. I watched the season finale to catch up, but I'm kind of don't want to watch almost because she like she left because she was such an important part of the show, and it's kind of tough to watch without her. But uh, good for her for standing her ground. But I watched Shameless one episode today, but other than that, haven't watched anything at all. So um, I'm disappointed in myself. I need to get better for the show. And uh, that's on me. I I really liked that show. And it was still good, even though it kept going on and on and on and on. But it got to a point where, like, okay, like I'm kind of just tired of the same thing happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so, no, it's still, it was entertaining, yeah. you know, for sure. But it's just like, all right, I'm seeing the same thing every single season. We got to change it up a little more. Right, because I think I got to the point where right before she leaves or the season right before, I think I finished the season right before her last one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, yes, I still might dabble into the last season, but I'm still undecided yet. So once again, I have a lot of bets to pay off of. So uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> watching any shows. I think when I got into the bet portion of this show, I just stopped watching TV and movies. Like I can't be held against me if I watch something now. Like maybe that's stuff. what maybe that's what helped. We stopped doing that trivia at the end where I used to have to make you watch terrible stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Jordan, what's been on your docket uh, this week? Uh, similarly, I have similar. similar. Okay, whatever. Um, I also had not watched much at all. I've been doing a lot of work from home, and uh, so very behind on a lot of stuff. Uh, but last night, uh, Serena and I threw on Down to Earth with Zac Efron. I watched like okay, the first yeah. three episodes of that. It's pretty entertaining. Pretty good. A lot of uh, cool stuff around the world. I know, obviously, it's not unique in that circumstance of you know travel the world and see how different people do. It's kind of a tried and true like thing. Um, but I found it entertaining. Some of the stuff Zac Efron says is a little cheesy, but well, and that's what I I. Uh heard from the grapevines of this one person I was on the golf course with. He uh, said, I watched the show. I said, how was it? He said, Zac Efron tries kind of too hard. Like, he doesn't, he's not really that Anthony Bourdain type of character where he can really support a show like this. He more forces it on himself to kind of um, be in this role more than be the role. Yeah. It is it is definitely... I feel weird. <laughs> it's just... Some of the stuff is just very... It's either cheesy or a joke that doesn't land. Yeah, it's just not his character. He, but he is a closet nerd, man. I tell you, he's just like <laughs> referencing like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and just consistently throughout. Love that. Like, we are everywhere. <laughs> but I would, no I would recommend it. I would, I would say to give it a okay. shot if you're looking for something just to turn on. Yeah, I know it's good to have. So. Um, I think that covers all of ours. It was pretty quick. Al, any, anything else to add to what you've been watching or is pretty pretty slim pickings this week? No. Like okay. I said, I just really haven't watched anything. Perfect. Before. So let's move on to the news. 
And now it's time for news. Of course, no one can see this news program, so it doesn't really matter what we say. And we're not talking about Huey Lewis in the news. But I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. We're talking about facts. You can't handle the truth! Okay, so today the Emmy nominations for 2020 have come out. Um, I guess part of this is 2019 a little bit. A um, lot of lot of HBO, like always. Um, some other things popping popping up a little bit different. There's no more Game of Thrones to dominate the series, so or all the yeah. nominations. So we got a little bit of some new people in there. Uh, Tim, anything stand out to you? Uh, yeah, I have I have like three or four things. Um, the first thing that stood out to me that really like kind of made me angry, uh, not too much though, was uh, Dave, the show that we both liked a lot. Yeah. We talked about it a lot, didn't get any nominations. So I wonder, I see- did it miss the nomination window, uh-huh. or was it in it? I'm not sure. I mean, I hope it just missed the, the timeline. I, I guess. Wonder, I, yeah, I wonder when the cutoff was. Oh, so so, so final. <laughs> Good places in there, and I think the good place ended like two years ago in my mind. Like that seemed like an <laughs> eternity ago um, from what it was. But I see shows like the Kaminsky Method on there. I'm like, what? I didn't even heard of this show before, and, and yet these shows that are actually popular on TV and the mainstream media in general are, are not getting nominated. Yeah, um, that's true. I think I would say one of the exceptions. Uh, being like the Mandalorian being nominated for the best drama series, I thought was a little surprising. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I'm a big fan of that show, but I think it's a little bit out of its weight class. Yeah, there. that didn't. It seemed like a weird gift of like, hey, this is the show that you guys were all watching, so here you go. It kind of felt like one of those Oscar things. Like, we want to make sure the popular movie at least has a space so that people will tune in. Mandalorian was um, the fifth most nominations, by the way, as well. They had 15 nominations, so they're definitely well represented. So they didn't need to be forced in any categories in, the, in that sense of it. So it is kind of weird to be in there, but um, and it is what it is. They have a good, um, you know, chance of winning the Emmy, possibly taking a couple home. Yeah, I can see them when if they're going to win an Emmy, it's going to be for um, something like set design or character, yeah. like the costuming and all that taika watiti was nominated for voiceover work for ig11 no <laughs> well good for him <laughs> yeah a lot of random rewards like i mean the one thing i would like to mention as well with 15 nominations for snl as well and it was really weird to see brad pitt was nominated for an emmy based on his uh, anthony fauci impression which is a little not, yeah it wasn't snl always gets some of those random like throw in one-off yeah but I'm always happy to see Keenan Thompson get credit for what he's done because he's been with SNL forever. He's nominated for um, an Emmy as well. So I'm always happy for Keenan, who's just been like tried and true, a good person, funny person. Like generally, just like deserves the uh, the accolades with what he's done. So one thing that I thought was weird. I don't know if this is a new category or what. I have not done any research, but um, outstanding actress in a short form comedy or drama series. That had to be made for like Quibi, right? <laughs> Sounds yeah. like it. Like who pulled that string? Because um, one, two, three, four, four of the five are from Quibi, and the fifth being YouTube. The only reason I even found this is because Caitlin Olson was nominated for uh, Flipped, that terrible that TV show on Quibi, which is it's just not good. It's not terrible, but it's not good. Not enough to be nominated for an Emmy. 
And why are we nominating these short comedy things just so that this busted streaming service can have some sort of life? Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely crazy. Like that, we don't we need that kind of stuff. But I mean, it is what it is. Like, I like the MTV Movie Awards when it does stuff like that, like Best Kiss, like Best Makeup. <laughs> like, it wasn't needed, but it really just like, like all right, I'm I'm down for it as long as it's here. I'm gonna. That's fine. But at least somebody it. watched those movies at the MTV is nominating nobody's sure, yeah. watched quibi true well i'm always here for a good quibi joke <laughs> like obviously there can be no real like probably no real emmys in person so you're gonna get some like skype you know host gonna make jokes about really random things and you know one-liners so so looking at the uh best comedy series is there something that you're like or bet is there any of these that you're just like that absolutely has to win. Are you like well, hammering the table hard for like David one? Man. I would say, I, like, I always think I don't even watch a show. I think Kirby, your enthusiasm always like hits the like uh, award ceremony type things. But I, there's some shows on the comedy where I'm like, I don't even know what you are. Get out of here! Like, <laughs> I'm more. I, I like this. I hate to lose more. I like to win. If that makes sense. Okay. No, that's that's fair. I get that. Yeah, um, so that's more my approach too. I just hate seeing people that don't deserve to be on the list. That, in my opinion, obviously they deserve to be there because I'm not an expert yet, but I can be. We've done 52 episodes of movie TV, so I'm almost, <laughs> I'm almost an expert critic. I've spouted my thoughts into a microphone yeah. 52 yeah, times. Listen to me. Give me a Rotten Tomato critics critic review. At least I can do that. <laughs> I think of like the com- the comedy ones. I've, I've only seen The Good Place, Shit's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows. So that's... Yeah. Uh, Give me Good Place or Shit's Creek because everyone talks about it a lot. Well, I mean, Shit's Creek is enjoyable. I wouldn't say that it beats The Good Place by any shape or measure. Fair. So that one is one I'd be like, please let that win. That series is awesome. Especially yeah, wrapping you know, it up. Jordan, do you know what... Or Jordan or Al, do you know what Mrs. Maisel is? Yeah, it's... I kind of, or what was it? I'm, I know of it. Uh, the exact premise I think is supposed to be like a stereotypical, it's supposed to be like stereotypical like Jewish wife, and uh, it's kind of like a period piece. Uh, I think. Period costume. Okay, I, I'm, I'm twenty I'm nominations. You to get your summary. <laughs> twenty nominations. Second most of of everyone. Watchmen was number one with twenty six nominations. This. Mrs. Maisel, I never heard of the second most nominations. Like, what is going on? Like, how does this happen? It's a it's a pretty well viewed popular series for sure. How am I out of loot that much then? Oh, I think their first season was only about like last year or something. So it it is like it is a fresh show. And I I remember listening to I think a critic talk about like the the was it the thought process like for nominating and uh, award like the awards for the Emmys. It's or why certain shows get completely ignored. And it, or it came down to the fact that it, if you didn't get some, like a, a lot of attention in your first like season or two, then you're basically just completely written off no matter how good your following seasons are. So something like new, like Miss Maisel is, which from what I understand the people who saw it, like it was like, it was pretty good, but that's going to get a lot more hype than anything. Like, like it's criminal that always sunny in Philadelphia has never won Seriously. an Emmy for like anything that they've done. Right. But um, yeah, it's just like the fact that they didn't have that like appeal or that attention in the beginning. And so that, and they're just not a consideration I th- anymore. Yeah. And then um, Dennis, what's his real name? Oh, um, from sunny. 
Yes. Uh, what is his real name? I just had it looked up, but I, Tri- I got off the trivia question. I'll be in trivia he, later. So he, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just Dennis. Yeah. And we talked about doing a category of people that are larger than their actual um, actor name, but uh, producer Tim can look it up for us possibly, but he did an interview where like he said, the Emmy people's conversation pretty much goes like, Oh, it's sunny. Oh my God. I love that show. It's hilarious. My favorite show. All right, let's go do Emmy nominations now. All right. Like, see you later. Like pretty much like, <laughs> That people love this show. People even judging it probably love it, but it's just never in the consideration of any nominations for some reasons. It, what's his real name? Glenn Howerton. That's yeah, there you is. go. He's your producer, Al, who's produced one episode for us, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, perfect. But yeah. When it goes I back mean, to Marvelous Ms. Maisel, here's the here's the here's yes. what it's about. It's uh, a housewife in 1958 decides to become a stand-up comic. Uh, they're on uh, season four premiering this year but you probably hasn't haven't seen it or heard of it because it was on prime video so it's not like you're checking out amazon yeah. originals very often and now have i even seen watchmen that's just the 26 yes. nomination show yeah watchmen was very good and deserves a lot of those nominations for sure okay i know a couple of my buddies want to talk about watchmen at some point so they were interested in coming on the show for it i don't know if it's a full category oh yeah you know, it, it definitely for, could be I got uh, okay. Teacher Tim and Teacher Ashland to finally read um, the graphic novel after I've been annoying uh, Teacher Tim for like three years about it. He finally read it and he goes, "That was freaking awesome." And then he <laughs> and then he you know watched the series and the the movie. Um, so there's there's plenty to discuss there. It's a very complex okay. storyline. Is that something worth like you have to or worth watching the movie as well, or can you just enjoy the show on its own? You can definitely enjoy the show on its own, but I think there's some past story beats and why maybe some moments carry more levity by knowing the story. So the interesting thing, which is probably only interesting to nerds, um, is that the continuate this the TV series is not is it takes place after the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a continuation of the movie. It's a continuation of the book, the graphic novel. So there's the things that they okay. changed within the movie that don't take place in the in the book or in the TV series because they're adapting a continuation from the the novel, which okay. makes it a little confusing. Yeah, but based on law of averages, Watchmen's going to come on with a lot of awards on uh, Emmy night, whether it's done online or however it's done, uh, they're going to be probably one of the big winners of the night. So I think it's, I'll, not, I'll go over the list of what's been the most nominations that we've said. So Watchmen 26, Miss Maisel 20, Ozark had 18, Succession had 18, Mandalorian 15, SNL 15, Chits Creek 15, and The Crown 13. So those are the big nominations um, of the night. And we did touch base on most of them. Ozark being the one that I get the most shit on because I do not like Jason Bateman. And people are like, <laughs> what? Like, you're crazy. I'm like, I tell them the story about it. And they're like, okay, I understand kind of. But they still tell me to watch Ozark. So one day I might uh, bite the bullet. I've talked to people that like that show. And even they have described it like as a poor man's Breaking Bad. <laughs> so I just, that's always been my impression of it. I've never watched it, but I've always been kind of like turned off of because of that. Yeah, I'd say that's probably a fair. I'm almost tired of hating Jason Bateman just for the the shocking response. Like, what? Like, how do you hate him? And then I tell the story. So might be done hating him just for, like, I'm done. <laughs> just leave me alone. Like, I'm exhausted by the subject <laughs> itself. I, said, I haven't seen Ozark. 
Like, because there's always those shows, like, you haven't seen Game of Thrones, what? And then you get in trouble for it. So, like, you're almost just, like, better off saying, yeah, I've seen Ozarks and it's moving on. Hmm. Oh, and by the way, I looked up Dave and I looked up the Emmy Award uh, cutoff dates. It was definitely within... Please refer to hanging episodes rule. I don't have time to look at byline. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> look right, at the so fine print. Okay, but it seemed to be within the date range. Okay, so yeah, just Dave, Dave got screwed. It is It is what it is. He got milked. And then, Jordan, really quick, too. Um, how many Netflix nominations do you think there were? Or did you see that already? I did not. Uh, so then you, you, got, you got Ozarks and you got... Right. Um, okay, we'll, we'll let uh, Jordan go first and we'll let Al guess. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to, to logically think through. Ozarks, yeah. um, Stranger Things. What else would have been nominated from Netflix? Not much. So like your total nominations is what you're after? Yes, overall. Uh, 45. Yeah, I got a guess for us. Uh, 120. Al's a little closer. It was 160, 160 nominations. And I think this is this generally the future of, you know, award shows. Even the Oscars, like, had, like, Netflix show or Netflix movies being, you know, nominated. So, honestly, like, the online future is a way to go for what gets nominated or what doesn't. So, oh, for I sure. think it's interesting it's that many. Yeah, I mean, what? Look at the... Look at the dramas. If you're not on HBO, then you're on a Netflix or something. Netflix, Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, HBO. Yep, that's that's all it is. I think there was even like some debate. It's going to be interesting when it comes time for like next year's uh, awards because I think there was some, I thought I heard something about a debate on whether or not shows that were released during COVID like can count for the Oscars, like because oh, they right. weren't because they weren't like shown in theaters. Like, because I think that w- there was like a movement to try to say, like, oh, if it wasn't in theaters, it can't be nominated for an Oscar, like, which is BS. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I wonder if that's, I mean, basically everything has had to be streamed <laughs> this year. Interesting. Speaking of straight, Jordan, um, Tenant is coming out August 26th. Yeah. By the time we have another podcast, it's going to move again. So I don't even report on that. I think it's literally moved every week. That's why I, I just don't ever write it down because I'm like, yeah. what's the point? We're gonna right. we're gonna tell the listeners and they're gonna be like, and I'm not going. I'm not going serious. to the movie. Time super serious. It's <laughs> my bottle opening, um, and then my last my last thing that to say, and we're gonna do trash TV. I think Katie's gonna come on for a second episode. Is that the challenge did not get nominated for best reality television show, which is absolute horseshit. I mean, what did? I, don't know. I didn't catch that. I didn't even look that up. What did get nominated? Okay. It was The Masked Singer, Top Chef, um, some other stupid ass shows that didn't deserve it in the challenge. <laughs> like, yada, yada, I, yada. I'm not this. Like, I mean, it was like Dave not getting nominated and the challenge. Like, because TJ deserves a, uh, an Emmy no- nomination. TJ Lavin, BMX, um, Extreme. Game, legend legend yeah like absolutely awesome dude like that show deserves more recognition and the fact that it didn't get nominated blows my mind so that's all i have to say i'm sorry it's okay we'll talk about it in the trash tv episode okay let's move on <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, and now we are getting to what the folks wanted, aka the nerds wanted. Um, we're going to be doing some video game talk. So surprisingly, it's been a big video game week. It's been um, well, the first thing that really came about. Was it E3 really this week? Was What's it, E3? Wasn't there like a big showcase? Um, no, or Xbox had its own like showcase. Uh, uh, so it's trying to get everyone hyped to buy the new Xbox and mm-hmm. then whatever game lineup that they have. Yep. There was a four hour YouTube video that I did see that was like all the gameplay. I'm like, no, I'm not watching this. I, we did, we're going to get to Halo Infinite in a second. We're going to do a quick review of that. Um, but really quick, want to get Joe Rogan, what he said, our new rival podcast, which is pretty fun. Like we have a rival podcast now. <laughs> you can't pick the greatest or sorry, greatest. Greatest is a stretch. I don't even like the podcast. Yeah, not you anymore. can't, you can't pick the most like watched I guess you're just going for the top, right? Yeah. yeah. If you're going to pick well, an enemy, you're just going to pick the top, the leader. I think we have 18 rivals. One of them is Joe Rogan, and 17 of them are, are, are the other distraction <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so we have about 18 rivals in that sense of it, um, which is fine. You know, We'll hopefully one day get over this and bear the hatch with these people. But Joe Rogan did say on his podcast that video games pretty much are worthless. If you play... Video games for three years, you don't get better or anything. You just like are stuck in a little bubble, when I call it. Um, but if you do Taekwondo or Jiu-Jitsu for three years, you can teach classes and be better person. Um, obviously, you know we're on this video game side. Hopefully, all of us pro video games, pro video games, you can make a shit ton of money now. Like this is a big thriving business that's really getting off their feet. I don't think. Um, this this e gaming network and this esports has really propelled the idea of us talking about this for a full episode for discussion. So I think Joe Rogan completely wrong. I want to hear what you guys think about it too. Well, didn't he say that he enjoys them? He just doesn't. He just knows they're, they're a waste fun. of time. They're fun. Or specifically, he said, depending on, they're a huge waste of time. Like depending on the person, because Joe Rogan is however whatever your opinions are is a massively successful person and like he like he said it himself that he plays a lot of video games but he also still does like so much else i think he what was it is an announcer for like mma he yeah. does his podcast at like how many episodes per week which ramble on for about like four hours i think like no matter what guest is on like, the, the man <laughs> is definitely stays busy and um more, yeah more so i think it's just be a little bit more self-aware with what you're doing with video games. Cause, and I agree with that. Uh, the, the part I agree with him on this, there's certain people that put like so much time, like into video games that they don't, it's, it, it is literally just a waste of time yeah. and energy. And like, it's, I, I know people that like, <laughs> I, I put, like I play video games a lot more than the average person. And, um, no, I know I could definitely be more productive if I don't. But then I know that there's other people out there that like I know a person who has literally dropped out of high school because they said uh, or because they just uh, want to stay in the room playing games. And they have basically tricked the, their like it, their parents into thinking like, well, I'm building towards uh, becoming like an e like a pro e- esports gamer. Yeah. And his parents have gone along with it and he's still to my analogy still at home like doing nothing to be fair it is he listen to this podcast if you suggested (laughs) it to him recently okay good but i know the (laughs) e-gaming world in general is a lot larger now where the idea of being a professional gamer is a lot more realistic than it was like you know five years ago so there is that little twist to it that makes kind of joe rogan seem like 
he's not really in touch with the, the newer times that what's going on with the gaming. But in general, he yeah, he's right. Like I haven't played him playing video games for my whole life. I'm not really good at video games yet. Like I still <laughs> yet. So, <laughs> there's, there's still hope for you, Tim. <laughs> yeah. But there's like a difference between someone who's like a, keeps playing a game or keeps playing like Halo all day with his buddies and just like oh like yeah. I'm gonna make it someday. But like the pros that are out there, like they. It's like an actual job. Like you have to, you have to hustle for it because th- there's only like out of how many people that are in the esports, like gaming. I think it's only like the top like percent of a percent like that make actual like livable yeah. money off of it too. So yeah. it's a lot of, it's a lot of work you got to do into it. So, like some, I think he's more addressing people that are just saying like they're sitting back just doing nothing with it and or. Yeah, or just not yeah, putting in sense. the full effort to actually make a living out of it. Yeah, Jordan, would you rather do video game, play video games for three years or do Taekwondo for three years? I mean, how much time do I have to spend on each? Uh, I mean, if hours. you're telling me I got to spend like eight hours a day doing Taekwondo, fuck that. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I'm going video games the whole way. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on. So there's a couple more video game things that are happening. So the one is on Fox uh, Sports Now. They're putting CGI fans into stadiums that are obviously with Corona. They're camping fans, the CGI and fans into the stadium. Jordan, do you think this looks cool? Do you think it's cheesy? I didn't Graphics actually see it. There. Okay, so I'll let I'll let Al because I saw it showed <laughs> Alan. I'm easily amazed. I'm a very I'm a simple person. I'm like this is cool as shit. I've seen a lot of things online saying graphics are bad. This is stupid. Like, Al, I want to see your honest opinion because you've seen the quality of the graphics. What do you think about the whole idea of it and the graphics with it? I mean, it's it's kind of hilarious just because I, I, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, oh, my God. It's like an EA sports game like crowd <laughs> or whatever just yeah. generated for it. But then I also thought, like, um, if football ever comes back and they CGI fans in, I just hope that they go ahead and do, like, uh, CGI in that like Fox Sports like the robot yes. the CGI robot is like the fans so you just get like a whole stadium filled with that yeah more shirtless probably... fans too um, and like this like general like fans <laughs> this like, is the, obnoxious the... I just looked it up yeah it's it's a cool idea like and I I, I see CGI I mean in most in most sports video games too the fans are the worst part because they are well, just so terribly animated but wouldn't it be cool to see like a bunch of Halo um, what do they even call them? Halo. What are their names? Master Chiefs, Haloians, Spartans. Spartans. Or, uh, There's a bunch of Spartans in the football, like football fans, instead yeah. of like fans. Like you could replace any different character with like a fan, it'd be kind of cool. So I like the idea of it in general. Once again, I'm a simpleton. This these, these things amaze me. So I'm all in for it. Just CGI in the cast of Ready Player One. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I'm in for it. All right, Jordan. So you're you're kind of on the fence about it, still. I'm a I'm a no. Okay. All right. That's fine. NPC today. So we're going to move on to the real stuff now. It's going to be Halo Infinite Review. So this is almost like it had the buildup of a movie coming out. Um, I thought it was coming out. I'm like, oh, it's coming out this day because it's like nine days, eight days. The countdown's getting big. It's just for a reveal of a gameplay type. I thought it came out like that day. So um, pretty much Halo Infinite is coming out. I will let – who do I want? Jordan, did you review it? Did you see it? I watched you- it, Yeah. Okay, just making sure we're all on the same page. Don't have any notes myself. So, Jordan, let's go with Al first. Like, <laughs> go ahead. There. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's go with Al first on what you thought of the original play and what did you watch? Because there's a couple – there's campaign play, there's a trailer. So what did you watch and what did you think of it? 
Uh, I watched all the videos for because I'm a huge all of them. Well, yeah, <laughs> every video that exists. This might be a shocker. I'm a big fan of Halo <laughs> yeah. and all that. So uh, am I. I agree. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, that was a game like did like the land fest, like going back to uh, middle school and everything with my buddies, mm-hmm. bringing like the four Xboxes over, four TVs, get ah. as many people playing as possible. Yep. Um, yeah, and. I was really looking forward to this or like had a lot of hopes uh, riding on like this reveal and stuff. And it's just, it's so sad because they actually uh, revealed afterwards um, that the build that they used to display the game is something like three to four months old or just, or older. Um, so there was a lot, it's not as crisp, like as it could have been to my understanding. Like, and I'm just, I'm really hopeful that, or I hope they sort it out before it's actually released. I think this like holiday season, but um, gameplay wise, it seemed to go or it seemed to harken back to like the traditional, like halo style, like of play. And uh, which I mean, means nothing for anyone listening that hasn't played the game yeah. or not, but just trying to go, it's trying to reach back to its roots in a lot of ways, I think. Um, and I, would- yeah, I think there, there was some, it might have been some issues like with resolution and all that, and I know like a lot of people are saying like this looks like a uh, this looks like a last generation like Xbox game. This doesn't look impressive at all. And, yeah, and I, yeah, and I think that's you have to preface it with it. It's an old build, or at least that's what they said it was. Yeah, so they old, said that because of, yeah the quarantine that people weren't in the office and things are just moving a little slower right okay. now. Right. Yeah. Which yeah, which I mean sucks because like this a lot was riding on. I, X, that's one of the flagship like Xbox titles that they can release for a right. game or release for a console. Like they bank on people wanting Halo so much that they'll buy an Xbox for it just for that. Mm-hmm. So it's just it kind of sucks that it's kind of been marred by a little bit of like disappointments like on what was actually shown by a lot of people. Yeah, and I watched the uh, trailer as well as the campaign play. There was like an eight-minute video of the campaign campaign from like the start of it, the little storyline, and then kind of going in the gameplay. I thought the graphics for the actual storyline version, where they're actually you're just watching, you're just sitting there watch, were awesome. Like the dirt itself and the the graphics of the people were awesome. But when you got the actual gameplay, it felt very old school, like Al said, where it's more mm-hmm. traditional type play. Um, still a lot going on. It's still good, fast gameplay in general, but I just didn't see anything that blew my mind. And as a person who kind of has uh, been lackadaisical playing the newer games, if I, d- I felt like it didn't really give anything to make me buy a new Xbox for that reason. And then when I went to Halo Infinite Review on YouTube, everything was negative. So I'm like, okay, I kind of see where I'm coming from. It was a little harsh in the comments, but still I understood everything that they were saying. So... Jordan, what is your initial review of uh, what you watched as well? Yeah, I think like both of you, as soon as I turned it on, I was like, wait a minute, this one's coming out on the new Xbox? Like that doesn't look, it doesn't look like anything new. It looks like the same thing. And then I will, I mean, I did think that the gameplay looked cool, like looked fun. But then when I'm watching it, I was literally like, I don't need this. Like I got the yeah. Master Chief edition of like the the original game. This is the same damn thing. And like exactly. when I was playing that, like when we've been home and I just started doing like the solo mission just because I was like, I need to get better at this game. I'm tired of getting my ass kicked by everybody online. And I'm just playing through like the, the, the solo mission, like the storyline, and I'm like, 
there's no freaking story to this. There's like nothing here. Like it's just like let's go to the next thing and blow people up, which was fun. But why do I need now like what is Halo Five? Why do I need a fifth version of the same exact premise? Technically six. Six, <laughs> right? Right, because yeah. of the ODST or whatever. But people are saying Halo Five is better than Halo Infinite. That's like by graphic oh, okay, wise. Yeah, like, five and then okay. There's too many. Was there great. seven or eight now? Because of Halo Wars. There's a lot of. I wouldn't count that. Or <laughs> first person shooter styles. It's probably the seven. Seventh or something because you have like Halo Three ODST and Halo Reach, but. Oh right, um, Reach. Yeah. See, but, Reach uh, and ODST were different. They gave you something different to play. Like yeah. there was different. You had less shields on some of them, or different. Like if you were a different character, you had a different power. But this going back just feels like I don't care. Big... These storylines are so like they're like a five minute story with thirty, you know, thirty hours of shooting. And that's one thing with this game, too, I don't even think we've touched on it, is that it looks like it's supposed to be like a more open-world gameplay. Oh, and sometimes so it's not, those are just so disappointing. No, yeah, because it's... So then, like, meaning... it's There's not, like, a set, like, level design to it. And talk about how you feel like there's not story when it's, like, a dedicated level, like, built right. around telling a certain thing. I'm really worried about uh, how it's going to be if it's just like, here's this whole map and go wander about and find the story. Yeah. Some of those, some of those do wonders, and most of those fail miserably. Yeah. So for you guys, what's more important, the campaign play or the online play for you? Depends on the kind of game. I would say that Halo would probably be one of those like online game. Like that's really what you're paying for, so that you. It's like Call of Duty, right? Like most people play Call of Duty to play online. They don't play really. I don't know. My first instinct of Halo was campaign play when I first really? started out. Like campaign, it got me really into the game. Obviously, yeah. online as time went on. I but, love playing like four player uh, split screen and playing the front, like the, the story mode yeah. back in the day. Of course, yeah. No, I'm I'm actually excited. I love the story and uh, uh, again, least shocking thing ever. Like I've actually like consumed some of the stories like outside of the games. Like read a couple of the books and all that and. So Books? for me, I know. Yeah, just blow your <laughs> yeah. Didn't know. Blow your mind there. Um, but for me, for me, it's I'd say I'd almost say it's half and half. Like because I will remember the story, but I will stay for the game, like or for the multiplayer, like to play with my friends and everything. I'll play more multiplayer, but for me, the story has been like a very memorable portion of that. True. I think I was just. I guess that's not what you asked, but going back to Halo, I was a little disappointed in the lack of story in in how little they've actually told over the course of five solo missions surrounding Master Chief. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot that has actually been expressed. So I think, yeah, when a new game comes out, it really depends on the game on whether or not I'm I'm focused on the multiplayer mode or the, or the you know, independent storyline. And that's... I as a person usually lean toward buying games that I could play independently because I don't always have a lot of time to pick it up. I want a game where I can just jump in, play on my own time. You know, I hadn't played for three months and it, I don't have to like get reacclimated to controls while high schoolers just destroy me into the ground or something that just relaxes you too. Right. That's the other thing I get. I get feisty as you guys probably know. Um, (laughs) when I play Halo and get my ass kicked, I'm just, it's not fun for me. It's not relaxing. So what's uh Rob? What's Rob McHenry's show? Um, 
McElhaney's or yeah, whatever his name is. I can't that's say. Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. Okay, Mythic Quest. so there, there's a scene where the old man is. He's like, it's more about storyline. And the other girl said, it's about the gameplay. And they have this little back and forth of how you know one matters more than the other, and then they kind of get both their you know perspectives on storyline and gameplay, and kind of you know mix it in the one scene. They're both really important to a video game and the sense of it. So I do think there is that that uh 50 50 but that brings up a good point in itself too because i mean you could play like i've Correct. played good like individual oh, storyline or individual like games um the story modes where the story itself sometimes kind of sucks but the gameplay you know sucks you in because it's just intuitive or like a really good story with absolute crap gameplay like sorry al but nice <laughs> the old republic is a terrible like game system like fluidity wise it's just not fun to play but i just want to see the story so i suffer through it oh i'm dying over here Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah um we'll, we'll get to, i i have more to say on that later. yeah i figured i didn't want to jump the shark there but no, yeah it seemed like a natural time <laughs> no absolutely so i think i think generally in halo yeah i think that's a good review on our part for this one video game to go that kind of in deep in depth with it but um we definitely will have another video game episode for sure but this one we want to focus on bringing back games that either didn't exist or existed and we just want to have back in our lives for some reason so we'll kind of do two each i have three so i cheated a little bit of course but uh of course but one's more of a fun throwaway kind of thing like i didn't really think of the idea like in detail, so I just wanted to throw it out there, see if it, it can even work. So uh, I think we're let Jordan go first. Uh-oh. You start us off. Uh, all right. Um, oh, are we right, are right. we doing snake? Or are we going one two three one two three? Just going. I'm at, all like, right. Fine. This and I'll maybe follow you. Or maybe I'll. <laughs> um, I was kind of confused all week when we were trying to come up with these of yep. whether or not we were rebooting an old series whether we were taking like a movie and like saying i want a video game version of it whether you know there was plenty of things that were thrown out there so it sounds like we're just doing whatever um and what we want we just want a video game what do you want want, what do we want yes yeah okay so to try not i mean sabrina says i'm always too nerdy but um (laughs) i'm just gonna go with the safe pick right off the bat uh because i know tim's gonna probably say some other ones that i would want um, I'm going to go with Fable, I don't know, is it Fable 5? They've been, Fable was like this old, I mean, it came out with the original Xbox, like the Xbox was Fable 1. It was like a very entertaining and engaging game, the storyline. It was like one of the best games and the first games that, you know, whether what? you, if you did good or bad acts, the game around you would change, right? Your character would start to like have other char- other characters be scared of yours or things like what that would Fable? happen. Fable was um it is like a uh, old game It's a fan- it's like a fantasy right. it's like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's uh Dungeons and Dragons. I was kind of like Lord of the Rings era a little bit. Okay. It kind of goes through some eras a little bit. The, the like 3 and gets a little bit more into like the guns and a little bit more like what you would imagine pirates and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, industrial so, area yeah. it looks pretty nerdy it's yeah. uh it's engaging because there's a lot of storylines and it's a lot of like you know 
every time you play through, it's different based on how you interacted with a character or what decision you made in a certain spot. So yeah, there's so in, in three, question. like, I didn't mean to cut you off. Basically, no, they no. haven't done a good one in a long time. So I would like to see a good one. Okay, that's my question really quick. Sorry, you're on Al as well. But, like, what would you improve? Is it the graphics? Is it the storyline? Like, what would be the most biggest improvement you'd want to make to a new Fable game or video game? Is this for Al or for me? Uh, for you first. Oh, I thought you said Al. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, I think... I interrupted you. That's what I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. I... Graphics, I don't care because it's a little bit more cartoony in style. So um, I would say just another good story. And they just haven't put out one in a very long time. And they were supposed to put one out and it just fell away. Well, Jordan... They did announce a new fable at the Xbox showcase. Oh shit. Did I pull one of the I, I pulled a Patricia where like, oh that was actually already greenlit. So yeah. <laughs> give me points. No, I do that all the time, Jordan, where I think like this is a great idea. Like, nope, it exists already. Like that sucks. So like, it's an individual one too? It's not like that weird like party online version? No, it's literally just called Fable. So I think it's they're just kind of re- doing a reboot reboot to the series. Oh, come on, I already bought the the remastered original <laughs> one like last year. Stealing your money, Jordan. You're stealing your money. So uh, I'm gonna go with my lab because we got to mix the nerd a little bit between like what we're doing here. So yeah, I'm bringing you. back NCAA college basketball 2K21. Whatever it's two K twenty two K twenty one, we just need a col- we need college sporting games back. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say NCAA football because that's that's number one on most people's list, right? Yes, basketball's number one on my list, so I didn't want to. Hey, obviously, football's right up behind it, but uh, basketball number one because you can you can recruit more basketball player than football player in general. Sure, I do a college football playbook with options and different reverses that are way more fun than an NFL playbook. Basketball, the recruiting, the general, like, you can make your own pathway. You don't have to play the game to have fun. You can play for eight hours a day and not play one game and have fun with it. That's, like, I think it's half the battle with sports games is you don't have to play the game. Like, it's fun to play the game. And when we were with buddies playing 2K8 college hoops, we had so much fun playing together, like, in person. I don't think we even played online at that time. Um, but we just had so much fun playing it as well as the gameplay. If you're by yourself playing, you could have a lot of fun. So that game coming back would entice a whole different online play with it as well as playing individually when you don't have a line, you can just play by yourself. So um, that game is my number one to come back by far easiest choice of my life. Perfect choice. Yeah, I was going to pick NCAA football, but I knew you were going to kind of go down that path. So I, I steered away. Um, All the unpaid it, college athletes in the audience yes. are outraged. So. <laughs> Jordan, a guy that went to our high school, Dan Lopez, he actually got paid for the game when it came out at first. So he got paid like what? What? Gaming rights? In the how game. was that? Yeah. Le- how was that legal? I didn't think they could do that. They he got a check for like twenty eight bucks for his name. He went to Sacramento State, uh, wasn't a big name, but he got paid for his uh, his rights in the game at that time. Wow, that's like ridiculous. Did they have yeah. names, or was it like? center number 40 center number 55 and everything but since that game like went off of what you were you yeah. get a check for it so he did get a check for it so pretty much just finding out what each player deserves and how to work it out financially so that was always fun yeah you're like this is usc running back number five no that's reggie bush like yeah it's exactly reggie bush you just removed his name so now college games in general hopefully they figured out where players can get paid for it 
and you know the players who make who are better get paid more and stuff like that. So um, one day, one day. So we'll let Al go next and uh, see what he has up his sleeve. Well, Jordan kind of hinted at it already. My pick is going to be uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I want like a or the or it was an RPG game that came out for the original Xbox like back in two thousand three. Explain <laughs> RPG for the. The standard people at home. Yeah, what's RPG? That's a role-playing game. So they're kind of like how um, Jordan was talking about Fable in the sense that what your choices kind of affect what happens in the game. Um, so with this, it, like it's a Star Wars game. So in it, you basically, there's, say like, uh, you know, if there's the Jedi and Sith, you can kind of decide if your character plays like or joins like light side or dark side. You can make good choices or like evil ones. So um it just kind of it completely changes on how people respond to you, things that happen in the game, um, and it was a really solid Star Wars uh, story. I, I feel like a lot of my appearances on here have been me just kind of shitting all over what's happening with Star Wars like nowadays. But I think the games for Star Wars have been one of the most like solid, have some of the most like solid uh, storytelling like in the like in that universe Ooh. in the last like decade or so um but for that like this uh, series it's also special because it takes place actually like four thousand years before the movies take place so it's way way back in the um what they call like the old republic time and it's basically a point where jedi and sith like in the movies you have uh like say like one jedi versus like one sith and that's like it like there's the both sides have just been whittled down to basically nothing. Like this is a period where it was like hundreds of Jedi versus hundreds of Sith. And just, it was a, such a good story. And again, it came out and it was game of the year, 2003. It had one sequel the following year, but then um, since then, like they haven't had a, like it was always hinted that there'd be a third one, which is what I'm really hoping for. But um which I would love to see back. But like Jordan said, it's like very old school uh, gameplay where it like it graphics and everything are terrible, but the story itself, which it's, it's still something that I go, it came out in 2003. I probably go back and replay it like once every like couple years or something, just because like, yeah. just to re-experience it. Interesting. I have a question that's not based on anything you just said, because I kind of just tuned you out a little bit. Wow. But- you and Jordan kind of handle that nerdum. Um, is is the cover of a Star Wars game important to you? Like, do you want to see us like from Madden and NBA those games? The cover matters for who it is because like it's an important part of the game. Do the do the cover athlete of Star Wars matter as much as it should, or is just kind of another picture to be added on to a video game? I mean, for the most part, I'd say it's just another picture. But I do think they a lot of the games that are out there do a very good job of kind of evoking like the old style, like Star Wars, like movie posters, mm, like, of, okay. um, which I think, I think of just uh, as very good artwork for that. So I think they kind of capture that like Star Wars nostalgia w- with it pretty well. But for me, that's no. Yeah. I care more about the gameplay than the post. <laughs> Fair. And it seems like the game itself doesn't have any problems. Like, is there any improvements to make on it or is it more just yes. like, I want it back because yeah. of the general, like, I just want it. Cause it's awesome. No, I, I want it because it's awesome. Like, there's definitely, when I say like old school gameplay, like the, <laughs> this is, it's a like it's a turn based combat like a game. In which case, like you choose what your character does, and <clears throat> like <clears throat> sorry, like 
the game like literally like rolls be- the dice in the background ah. to decide like oh you shot at a guy like uh let's see the according to like random number generator you rolled a sig like nothing so you actually missed like what do you Dungeons and Dragons kind of roll? It's like exactly that same kind of game, like that style of gameplay engine. Hmm. Um, so it's, I mean, create something updated, like with updated graphics and updated gameplays. So more of like right. a live, like a live gameplay rather than <laughs> that turn-based. And yeah. you got something definitely. Okay. So George- nerd, nerd fact on that. This Uh-oh. game was actually produced by the people who ended up making Mass Effect that we, the, you know, the game that we talk about all the damn time. Um, this was like their first forte, and this is kind of what they did Star Wars, and they said, I think we can do something better and cooler, and then they made Mass Effect series. So that became room. more of a you know first-person shooter in the vein of like Halo, but kept the storylines and all the decision-making and all of that stuff along with it. So like if they could go back and add you know Mass Effect 2's gameplay to that, that would be a perfect game. Oh yeah, no. That or part of the reason I got into Mass Effect was specifically because of that. I knew that developer was making it because I love that series so much. I said like, "Oh, you got something else like down the pipeline, like t- uh, telling like this sort of like story, mm-hmm. like this uh, this quality of story." Like I'm in. Yeah, I like that. Um, Jordan, you have anything else to add? Would you buy that game if uh, Al oh, came out with it? Definitely. Okay, <laughs> perfect. So what? Let Al come back on the snake draft and pick his second pick. Was, I, was Star Wars: The Night of the Old Republic your first pick or second pick? Like, was there what? Like, what's the next selection going to be? Your number two. Uh, well, that one, that one was an easy pick for okay. me. So I'd say it was definitely the first <laughs> yeah. pick I wanted to go. Yeah, it would have been my number one, but I was saving that for Al. Oh, thank you. Oh, well, pretty, wow, <laughs> much neat, much game. Got to get on it now. Um. I didn't really know for a second game. It was hard to think of something. Uh, one game that I wish was made was there was a game called Prey years ago that where I never played it, but then I won uh, E3, which is short for like uh, or Electronic Entertainment Expo. So it's a big like gaming convention that's held like every year. Um, back in like two thousand, like in the late two thousands, there was a game there was not necessarily a no okay so there was a gameplay trailer and cinematic trailer for this one like for the sequel to it was called prey 2 and it's a sci-fi like a series game and the premise of it was basically you were like this sci-fi like bounty hunter like and it was an open world exploration game with like uh elements of like rpg elements to it so it's it's kind of like a trend or whatever of like games that i like but could it be um, could it be mandalorian like isn't mandalorian a bounty hunter like could you do something like that in the sense of it no yeah so that was kind of that was kind of like the gist of it though it was um if or this game like eventually got canceled and uh or it was kind of rebooted where it was released i think in the last couple years under a different like studio they re- like redid gameplay and like completely did away with like the original story and stuff, but um, or like rewrote the premise of what you would do in it. But that's like thinking back, trying to go back to like if I could remake a game or make something that was supposed to come out, that would have been like a very interesting one to do. Um, but like potentially to fill that uh, niche uh, though is a game called uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, mm. which. I- kind of has like some of the same elements in it so that was like 
showcased like in that game. It was during, um, but yeah. So I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's something that will kind of fill like that niche. But I always thought that was an, an interesting game that I was really sad when I heard it was canceled. Yeah, it's always it's always tough to hear a cancellation of a game, especially I, mean, like, I do the same thing with TV shows and movie or TV shows mostly where I can't they sh- cancel something that's way too early. You don't get to see the early end of it. But uh, what was this? C- Cyberpunk 27? 2077. What does that even mean? Is that like a futuristic? Yeah, like, like year 20. Yeah, year like 2077. And it's like under Starring like a- Keanu Reeves. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does a voice for a character in it, but it's supposed okay. to be like a. It's from a developer that's. It's going to be like an RPG game. So, again, you build like your character, customize like looks, appearance background everything and it's like open incredibly open world play style and it takes place in this one uh kind of like future like futuristic city like a where the whole city is available to you like to the point where like you have to drive around like to get to the other side of it like it takes so long but um yeah it's or i don't know if like jordan if you know any other like details on it but Mm -hmm. just kind of no yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I try. Yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna get a spin. I, I hope someone yeah. was as nerdy as me yes, in some of these things. Exactly. But, so know. this is where Tim comes in to just level the nerdist level down uh, to something very simple. So I'm going with a great one. Um, I I get, just laugh at the idea of it because I'd love to see it be made, but it never will be. Um, it's gonna be the challenge of video game. Uh, <laughs> so I just love. So it would be a mix of like Mario Party slash like because like. The general idea of the challenge is eliminations, where they're team eliminations, as well as single eliminations, like one versus one. So one versus one in a gameplay is not that very, it's not hard to figure out. So especially with the crazy games and weird antics they do, team games would be more harder to do with computer aspect to it. But in general, it works because you could still do um, alliances and have certain gameplay questions to make you at, you know go towards one side or the other. You can get voted in. I think the idea that would wreck it work in today's society is online play. You can do a full like league of 16 people who are in the same group as you or do online play with it where you are competing. And even if it's a side thing, you can do um, challenges with the certain players and let's do one versus one challenges for like just for fun for some of the online play. So I like the idea of making a challenge video game because it is the fifth major sport in America. Deserves more credit for what it is. I love to play, be Johnny Bananas in a video game and like compete. It would be awesome. I would love that. Would you Would you factor in the excess of drinking and hook, random hookups into the I would game love somehow? to do that, but it wouldn't work <laughs> as well as you want to in a video game. So be more about the gameplay of the competitions and a little bit of alliances and stuff like that. So uh, drinking and the hookups are less involved in this video game, unfortunately. Rated M for mature. Jordan, would you play it? Come on. Come on. No, not likely. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I knew I was going to get that answer, but I tried. I mean, in general, I would, I would play. I would buy that game the second it came out. I'm not going to expect a lot of money for it. It's like 40 bucks like for a challenge on TV game. So, you know, it is what it is. So, Jordan, let's get to yours. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go with kind of one that we've been talking about lately. Um, I want them to, like, redo or give me an option I want to go back and play like Pokemon Red and Blue, like a remastered version. Ooh. Well, Pokemon Master came out recently, right, or something like that. What that, the hell is that? Teacher Tim said something about that, like playing. Oh, Pokemon. it's like there's like other ways you can play Pokemon, and it's just not not good. I just want uh, they're not easy, not simple to do. Uh, like this one, like you have to just 
get it on your computer or whatever. I, I want that Game Boy feeling again. I would I would pay like sixty bucks for an iPhone game that just allowed me to play like an updated version of iPhone Red or uh, Pokemon Red or something. What color was your Game Boy? Mine was yellow. I had the, the like the the weird green color. Oh, I had that one too. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that weird. I don't know if it's light green or like I don't know what kind of green is. Yeah, I know what you're talking. It's like a mauve, <laughs> green color. Yeah, it was a weird color, but yeah, generally like avocado. In the some sense, yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't more, have a color. More, more bluish to it. To, oh. to it but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, one of a kind though. I think I still have it, possibly, but still, I mean, that Pokemon game, correct? That like that got you busy for the whole day. You didn't have to put it down. Oh, we would get in trouble with my dad because we'd be sitting in the back seat of the car and we'd go like anywhere, and me and my brother would be playing. We'd be ready to get out. He'd be like, "Would you turn that damn thing off?" I'm like, "I'm in the middle of a battle. I can't just <laughs> yeah. turn it off." <laughs> and now like, the Pokemon game that came out before was like driving around your car, yeah, playing like, Pokeballs on the street, like which is crazy, but it worked so well. I mean, uh, so Pokemon Go, gonna- yeah, that was like fun. But could you imagine? I think I'd probably still be playing it if you could battle and like do some stuff in it. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely match a little more. Um, and so is your is your game that you're creating right now? It's going to be on Xbox. It's going to be a you said a, a phone game more than anything. Well, because I just want that Game Boy feeling again, right? Yeah. Like walk, like having it where you're at, or just you know being able to pick up your Game Boy and playing. Like I'm not going to go get my Game Boy and play that game. It's just I could. It would solve a lot of issues, but I'm not going to like go get the cord and go over to like Teacher Tim's house and being like, Hey man, you want to trade or you want to battle? I got my cord. Yeah, like, Pokemon Go is at the right spot, like right page at least, uh, to do what you're thinking of doing. Just need to kind of elaborate and go a little more yeah, detail. Yeah, but I need of. I need like the gyms. I need like a storyline to go face. I need like my rival. I need to I need to battle. I need to build up my Pokemon. You want to be my rival? I'll I'll fight you. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> your brother too. You and your brother are good rivals. Oh, there you go. Perfect, Jordan. I got a buddy who has I think like the original like blue or red version or something he's got like a modded like version for his phone see i had it like on my laptop in college i just remember i think i gave up on it kind of quick because i'm like this is like a terrible stupid thing to do you yeah i would agree with that perfect that's that's the ones that we thought of i did have the third one but i'm embarrassed to say because it's a stupid idea but it was pretty much my idea was like a a podcast sims where like a video game where like you can build your own podcast studio and like the more episodes you do the more tokens you get to like build your podcast studio and people can like use their characters to go to your podcast area or you go to their house like that's a podcast studio it's more of an elaborate way to get your podcast through a video game system instead of just like over um an iphone and the general sets fit but it was it started out as a joke i'm like oh, that, that could probably work then I'm like, nope, I'm done. This is really stupid. So <laughs> well, funny. you had the most creative option of the night then. Ah, oh, thank you. The rest yeah. of ours were just like most people like tuned out. Like, god damn. Yeah, I I just think like generally like to like us who don't have that many we maybe get fifty viewers episode or something like that. If it's a good day, to have like some kind of area like an Xbox where someone could just walk around. I think of NBA blacktop mode for NBA 2K. There's <laughs> people you just go around the blacktop you find new players to play with the general sense of that like just walking around finding new things to do is kind of like how 
podcasts generally start, but it's hard to get that crowd. So that's what I was generally thinking of, uh, but I couldn't really elaborate on the, on the idea. So that's all I had. So we are now moving on to the fun part of the night, the trivia. Right. Ugh. Yes. So this is going to be between you and Al because I'm going to keep coming up with the trivia until you are good. Well, no, you're never going to be good uh, <laughs> until you, you know, <laughs> until you you put in the effort to do it ahead of time. So wait, do what me? Yeah. <laughs> do wait, do what trivia to to come up with the questions? You're you're oh, too busy with your own league and shit. So. I can come with. I do trivia every week. I know that's what I'm saying. I write Too busy. 20, 20 questions a goddamn week. So producer Tim helped me out. So I guess I can't even use that anymore. But I don't know. I, I'm basically calling it so they don't have to answer the questions. All right, cool. I, I'll be ready next week. Don't you? Okay. Worry. So these questions hard, tonight hard are for you and Al, and we went with the theme of roommates. Oh, so roommates. New producer, girl. producer Tim and I put that together. Uh, that is correct. We are going to start with a new girl question, and this is uh, first to buzz in wins. Okay. Um, what is the name of Jess's ex-boyfriend that cheats on her and leads to becoming roommates with the guys in the loft? What? Um, what's the just what's the, the ex-boyfriend's name? Yeah, I remember he like she, he put. Yeah, it is from, yes, from the beginning. What is the name yeah. of Jess's ex-boyfriend that cheats on her and leads to her becoming roommates with the guys in the loft? Yeah, Sorry, Schmidt, I read that wrong off the you got, top. You got them Schmidt on your face. And, like, Schmidt thinks he's all cool. Like, are we, sure. are we limited in the number of guesses? <laughs> I'll give you one wow. each and then we'll move on. I thought So, Tim, producer Tim came up with this one. I thought this might be challenging. That's episode like one stuff. That's yep. crazy. I, yeah. I, re-watch, I rewatch it and usually watch like episodes four or seasons like two, three, four. I never really start with season one. It's always like the middle of seasons that really get me going. I watched season one, but I didn't really pay attention to anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, just... probably, probably Pete. All right. Al, what do you got? Hank. Who's closer? <laughs> it's neither one of you are even in the same. It's Spencer. So you were Spencer. you were closer by asking who's closer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Next question. What do we All got? right. That knocked was- up. What is the name of the website that Seth Rogen's roommates and him come up with in Knocked Up? Uh, oh, damn it! Is someone spanking it? Spank bank. Uh, it is not correct. Al, do you got a guess? Um. Ah, uh, damn it! Sounds like no. You jerk. Was that a guess? Yeah, he's like, you oh. jerk. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I thought he was calling me names. Okay. <laughs> you uh, jerk? <laughs> fleshofthestars.com. Oh, my God. And I they found out that Mr. Skin was a real thing, so. Yeah. I would have accepted Mr. Skin for half points. All right, we're going to go a little bit easier here. What was my answer? What was my answer? I didn't know what he said. It was wrong. Banking. That's not a bad thing. Bank.com. It wasn't a bad guess, but no, it was wrong. Next video game <laughs> yeah. idea. What is the game that Charlie and Frank play in their apartment when Night they? Crawler. That is correct. Nice. Al for one point. I, I that is from that Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'll jump down it pretty quickly. Okay. We, we, I lose already. Or do we have two more? Uh, it's first the two. Okay. Should have laid that at the beginning, but you know, by the time we get. I, 
Oof, it was a bad start, bad start. Um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle in this classic roommate movie. What year did this movie release? 2004. Holy 2004. shit, yes, that is correct. Ah, one to one. Ah. I did not think you were going to get a date one. Very good. It is one to one. All right, here comes another easy one. So, from the TV show Friends, Joey and Chandler are famous roommates. What are their last names? Chandler Bingham and Joey Tribbiani? That sounds right. Yeah, I'm going to give you the points for that. It's Bing, not Bingham. Ah, But uh, I'm still going to give you the points. I give them the points, too. Yep. Joey Tribbiani and Chandler Bing. All right. A half point. You're not going to earn it in another question. I That's fine. I'll give you one more. Yeah, it's half half point. Half a point. Uh, you're not going to get this one. <laughs> Silicon Valley. Incubator roommate Jin Yang creates a food identification app after initially launches and pivots and renamed Not Hot Dog after it was found an accurate way to identify Not Hot Dogs in other item pictures. What was the original name of the app? Who thought of this question? Uh, this Tim. is like for like Silicon Valley experts. Um, this is the one where he was getting a lot of people watching him because he told them that it was VR. Um, Wiener. Wiener something. I think I lost this one. Tough. You're not going to get this one. No, never. Would you it have got it? Shazam for food. It was called Seafood. <sighs> That's lame. <laughs> All right, well, I guess the loss is one, so I'll get No, there's shot. one more. We got one more. Oh, cool. Actually, I got nice. two more. We'll go with nice. this one. In School of Rock, rocker Jack Black lives with his best friend and his best friend's girlfriend. What Ted actress Neibly. played his girlfriend? Uh, I know Ted Neebly. That's, uh, is it... Um, the girl from that doesn't. That's, I'm not going to accept that. The girl, okay. <laughs> actress name only. That's how my brain works. Um, is she from Saving Silverman? I am not going to answer that. I just want you to. Is it Amanda Peet? It is not. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> it's Sarah Silverman. <laughs> All right. There, there's a lot of questions. All right, last one, and otherwise Al wins. This is Tim's only. I said it's Sarah Silverman. <laughs> oh, I said Saving Silverman. Yes, Damn, you I'm said like... the girl from Saving Silverman instead of oh, just Sarah so Silverman. Okay, so this is I the last know. question, Tim. If you don't get this right, Al wins. Okay. But Al, you can obviously snake this. We're gonna go back to Always Sunny. Nice. You're not gonna get this. In what season? Do Mac and Dennis lose their rent-controlled apartment and move to the suburbs? Nine. Seven. Both wrong. Okay, one last question. I'm closer. What is the name? I was close to that one. Was I? Yeah, but that, I mean, it'd give you a quarter point. Al already had a half point lead on you. I'm just, Al wins. (laughs) (laughs) That's bullshit. I was closer. All right, fine. One last question, okay? I've said this several times, but in what TV series about roommates do they play the game True American? New Girl. Yep. That's a win. All right. If you complain enough, you win. I want to shout out Brie Larson. Um, (laughs) 
Jesus number one. Shout out to Fiona Gallagher. Shout out to her. I don't, I don't remember awesome. her name. Um, and also shout out to, uh, yeah, my roommate Al. He's right here. Because so. he's the one who brought video games back to my life. <laughs> woo, woo. Yeah. Uh, according to Joe Rogan, uh, a lot of more wasted time from that. But. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, my shout outs, I'm going to shout out uh, roommate Tim. And I'm going to shout out to Brie Larson Security, oh. who hasn't put him on a list yet. Hopefully. <laughs> There's worse people. There's like, do you know how many Instagram accounts there are for Brie Larson? There's like millions. Like, these are her pictures. It's crazy. Tim is one of the creepers in this world. Don't be one of them, Tim. False rumors. <laughs> Uh, All right, yeah, one more shout-out. And a recommendation, too, if you want it. I don't know if we still do that or not. We do that whenever you remember. Okay, I remember now. Do one more shout-out, one recommendation. Uh, no shout-out, you know. Um, shout-out uh, Jordan and uh, producer Tim. Thanks for, ma- thanks for making the podcast what it is. That was two shout-outs, so we got to take away the producer Tim one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Any recommendations, or are we just kind of going off the same show? Like we're going to watch Community. We're going to watch the Challenge. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. All right, Jordan, finish us out with shoutouts. All right, shout out to all of you for listening to us talk about video games. Sorry, that is not a film or TV topic, um, but it is a distraction. Um, until we change our name, we're just going to talk about whatever distractions are. Yeah, I'm straight. To be fair, I did tell you guys if you wanted more viewers, stop having me on. Yeah. In episode fifty, that was my recommendation. You did say that. That what? Okay. Well. <laughs> we don't listen to all of our viewers, but some of them. Yeah, Owen also said that we could talk about video games. So. Oh, okay. So perfect. We're back. You guys had conflicting stuff, and we listened to Owen and not you. So you're back. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. So, like we say every episode, good latte. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Guess what? I was secretly an undercover rock star this whole time. That was so bizarre. You can subscribe to Distraction anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you leave a review. Our voiceover guy still isn't getting paid. Wait, I'm not?